left off with uh, talking about Thornberry Court and what a blast that was. And, uh, well, now we're going to talk about just the in-between time uh, after uh, Thornberry Court and uh, starting my actual solo career for the first time in indie pop world or indie rock world, whatever you want to call it. Unsigned acousticness, that's what we'll call it. And uh, anyways, I moved back uh, from Ottawa, Illinois, uh, where I lived up there with Josh and Wes from Thornberry Court. Moved back to my hometown of Whitehall and uh, decided to uh, continue on with the music thing. Team back up with my buddy Dave. He was, uh, he like I say, he played drums in the big city I was in. He also plays guitar and bass and maybe more instruments. I'm not sure these days, but at least them three I know for sure. So we uh, started writing songs together and trying to figure out what we're going to do. Dave would always come up, he was a great guitar player, and we'd come up with these guitar riffs, and I'd write the lyrics over them. So uh, we uh, drummed up uh, three songs and went to a guy named Eric Custer's house to record them. He was the guy that I knew that was in, my ba- in, in the band with my dad at the time called TNT and the Dynamite Cowboys. Some of you local hometown folks might know that band. They did a lot of stuff back in the day. Opened up for a lot of big acts back in the day. It wasn't that long ago, but it happened. And so we recorded them songs, and I didn't play a single instrument on uh, any of them three songs, which I'll cue up here at the end of the podcast here. Um, Dave actually played the drums and guitar on all three songs, and Eric played bass because we didn't have a bass player and I, he thought it'd be cool to play bass on it and he was a, he's a way talented way more of a talented bass player than I could ever even dream to be um, so he played the bass on those and I just sang on them it was pretty cool so after that we uh, me and Dave uh, we did some acoustic shows um, up in Jacksonville this is about the time I started going up to Dugatti's Coffee Shop it's no longer there I believe it's called the Three-Legged Dog in Jacksonville, Illinois and they had uh, open mic nights there. And for the life of me, I can't remember the guy's name that put him on, but he was there all the time. He was a super cool guy. And I still see him every once in a while. And he's still doing gigs. But uh, we would play there, and that's where I first kind of got, um, I'd say recognized, I don't know, I guess uh, people coming to see me on a regular basis. There was uh, a group of uh, girls there, uh, Jamie, Amber, and can't remember who else uh christina i think was the name yeah that's right uh, and there was another one too i think they called themselves the fab four man this is i'm, I'm like remembering stuff like crazy you think i'm had this stuff written down i'm have nothing in front of me besides this recorder uh some chapstick and a usb port and a wall <laughs> but anyways yeah that was kind of the first they would come every wednesday night i believe it was that we played there so that was pretty cool. We just do a couple acoustic jams. That's where I met a local legend, Mr. Robert Sampson. Good dude, talented man. And uh, I believe there was one time I was playing there doing a song, and he uh, went downstairs. Where uh, let me get you, give you guys a little bit of a visual of this Dugatti's coffee shop at the time. Now the three-legged dog. When you walked in, like the coffee bar was on your left. There was uh, booth seating on your right. Very narrow building. And there was just enough room between the bar and the booths on the left and right to walk right down the middle. And at the end of the middle there, there was a piano sitting there at the uh, 
very end of the room and then behind that there was a little hallway that had the bathrooms and then behind the bathrooms you'd walk up the stair the staircase up to this little like balcony area where they had the music playing or where like we would go up and hook in our guitars and that's where we'd perform at so as you're sitting in there drinking your coffee and your food or whatever you'd look up to the balcony and that's where we'd be playing at it's pretty cool and uh so yeah i was so grateful i was blown away at them uh, the girls there from uh, i believe they went to route high school not jhs but route little catholic school there in uh, jacksonville and i was very appreciative of them guys supporting me it really gave me the confidence early on to really pursue this more and uh, i appreciate those guys very much not sure what they're doing now i ran into i think I ran into amber at one of the wineries a while back she thought i was her family and stuff so it's pretty cool to see uh it's kind of wild to see people you hadn't seen in years so I, I try to remember everybody that I've come in contact to through my music or any or any facet of life, and uh, just uh, just so grateful, man, so grateful. Or girl, or whoever I'm talking to here, whoever's listening, why you listening? I'm gonna take a drink here out of my uh, coffee cup here. It's a Santa Claus coffee cup. I'm drinking some uh, coffee by this company called Four Sigmatic. I really dig them. They, uh, it's like a mushroom-powered coffee. The, the legal kind of mushroom gel. So don't be getting any wild ideas. And uh, like lion's mane mushroom. So it's good stuff. Anyway, so we was playing shows there. Dugatti's. And uh, we uh, decided that... I think that that's about the time. Yeah, it was. I uh, started booking shows out. There was a local YMCA in Rude House, Illinois. It's legendary among the folks that used to come there from the whole area. And uh, we uh, booked our first couple shows there, doing acoustic shows, me and Dave. And then we had to bring in some other bands from the local area, just try to get to know some of the guys. That's where I met the fellows from Whisperwall. Uh, they were a fantastic rock group out of Alton, Illinois back in the day and uh, I believe they're still playing right now some of them are. I know lead singer Justin has a project that he's doing a country project and it's fantastic I think it's with his sister yeah it's his sister I can't think of their name right now but I'd tell you but I'll be talking about all the local people that I played with on another episode and maybe giving you a little bit of an update of what they're doing now and I uh, hope you guys in, that remember them can maybe go check them out and see what they're doing now if you don't know about it so I think that'd be pretty cool don't you Spreading the love, baby. Spreading the love. So, yeah, we played the uh, YMCA shows, and those were just amazing times. And then me and Dave, uh, that's where we met the guys from a band named Go Away Orange Pogo Stick. (laughs) Greatest band name ever? Might be. I'm not sure. But I loved it. They were uh, from Springfield, Illinois. It was uh, Caleb, Jeff, and Irv. There was another guy, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. If I remember, uh, yeah, Caleb Avart, Jeff Adams, and Robert Irwin. But we, everybody called him the Irv, I believe. And, or I don't believe, I know that, because I called him that too. And um, so uh, we, that's where we met them guys at. So we talked to Jeff and Irv about joining up with me and Dave and having Jeff on guitar, fantastically guitar player, and uh, Irv on the bass. And talk about a great dude, old Irv. I tell you what, the man. And uh, had a lot of good times uh, back in those days with those guys. I tell you what. And I just said, I tell you what, I think 16 times in the past eight minutes. So 
well, at least at least it's an even number, right? And we had our uh, first show together. At the time, we uh, named our band The New Scene. Very generic name. I know I don't even know how we came up with it, but that's what we were, The New Scene. And at this time, as I've talked about in the Big City episode about the band, the Junior Varsity, at this time they were, the Junior Varsity was traveling all over different countries, different things, doing it big. And another local area band from Quincy, Illinois, started to really take off. And they were amazing as well. They were called The Graduate. And we uh, talked to, I remember messaging them on MySpace and asking them if we could do a show with them whenever they played in Quincy again because they were drawing big crowds and we hadn't played anybody yet besides uh, our acoustic show at our hometown, which was fun, and the coffee shop. And they led us on the show, and it was a blast. It was at the Hawk's Nest at on the campus of Quincy University. We opened the show for them and uh, another band we played before them. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but The Graduate was amazing. Wish they were still jamming today. And I remember at that um, show, we got invited to like a little after-party thing. Uh, after, and I was talking to uh, Corey Warning and some and another guy at this on this porch of this house about the show and stuff. And I guess they that another local band from Quincy was wanting to get on the show, and they were upset that they had some new act, the new scene playing. And so I thought that was really cool of them to give us a shot. You know, that's what it's all about is helping each other out. So they helped. Uh, a brother out. They helped a brother out. HBO up in here. So thank you, Mr. Corey Warning and Matt and all you guys that were in the graduate. You guys really helped us out and gave us a lot of confidence in that show. Then uh, shortly after that show, we decided uh, to change the name. And it was a crazy word that I came up with. It was Abba Starline. A-B-I-S-T-A-R-L-I-N-E. Abba Starline. And then we began practicing some more. I believe uh, one time I brought up Caleb from uh, Go Away Orange Pogo Stick and just made me think of this show, this uh, time we practiced. We need a place to practice in Springfield. So Caleb's like, you guys can practice at my house, but I think my dad might get mad if he comes home. So come at this time. And uh, so we went there and practiced. And then, or no, it was, was it at Caleb's? No, it was at Jeff's house, I think. It was at one of their houses, but when their, when their parents came home, we were still playing, and we had to leave immediately. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, looking back on it at the time, I think I might have been terrified. I'm not sure. But from then on, we would uh, we played some shows at the Black Sheep Cafe, which I talked about in the Big City episode, and like I said, they're still going strong as a venue today, and really uh, helped get us going with some shows early on. And we did, I remember uh, probably the pinnacle show that we did, aside from, we did a couple at the YMCA's band, but we put on a show and had the graduate come all the way to Whitehall, Illinois. We rented out this hall in Whitehall called the Seton Hall that's owned by one of the churches there. Rented out for like 50 bucks and put on a show. It was a blast. Or maybe it might have been 75. Who knows? And uh, so we put on a bit. It was a. It was packed in there. I mean, I wouldn't. I actually, I wouldn't say like shoulder to shoulder packed because it's a pretty big room. But I would say we had over 150 people there in that little town. It was awesome in that, in that one place. And we, it was a big show. I think. We, yeah, we had Red Medic on there as well too. Um, shout out to Mark Bokish. 
great dude. Hadn't seen him in years, but keep up with him online. So if you're listening to this, Mark, I hope you're doing well, brother. You're uh, one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. And uh, so we're going to go on with this. We played them shows and had the three songs that were released. At this time is when I started uh, doing some acoustic stuff as well and going by my full name, first, middle, and last name, which is Scott Joseph Ferris, P-H-A-R-E-S, and that's Ferris like the wheel. Not phrase, Fares, Pijeres, Fares. I've heard it said a million different ways. But um, that's why in the country music world now, with my career now, I use my stage name, Scott Wyatt, which is my mother's maiden name that uh, it's a lot easier to say and to pronounce and saves me the time of correcting folks plus a little bit of pay homage a little bit to my grandma Helen Wyatt that got me and really just sparked my interest in music at a young age you know watching Elvis and stuff and she was always my biggest supporter as I talked about in that first episode the Cowabunga episode but anyways that's just a little breakdown on the name thing but we're gonna go into that actual subject whenever the time comes up in the story and it's going to be a fun one, a funny one, too. I can't. <laughs> but, yeah, so I started doing the acoustic shows by myself as Dave kind of went on to some other projects. And as well as Jeff, he went to college. Uh, he, he went to U of I as well, him and Ben both from the big city. Uh, so he moved up there to U of I in Champaign. And we all kind of went our own ways. Great dudes. We had a great time in, that, in this little short time period we played together. And so that was kind of whenever the SJP stuff started kicking off because I didn't have a band, so all I had was me. So that's where we're going to leave it off. And next week, we're going to crack it open and start talking about one of the funnest times of my life was my solo career and the start of it. The SJP days, y'all. I'm telling you what, it's coming. It's coming. But enjoy these tracks here. I'm going to throw you a little bit of an ABBA star line here, the three tracks we recorded and wrote. So, anyways, I don't know, hopefully by now, in real time, while you're listening to this, hopefully I've landed in Rome, where I'm still flying, sleeping maybe like a baby, up in the air, above the clouds, and uh, having a blast. Hopefully it's beautiful weather whenever I'm there. So, I'm excited. I think it will be. I think it will be go and see a bunch of different countries and cities and all sorts of fun stuff but anyways hope you're doing well and uh i'll catch you on down the road smoke lines dried morning rushing to your sleeping eyes sunshine crash through the window head back on the pillow in my dream recall to I'll call you on it 
Yeah.